Orlando. Yeah. Wow. Kendall Gill, NBC Sports Chicago Bulls pre- and post-game analyst. So you got to be able to close the show. You know, that's what all great champions do in, in boxing and basketball. Former NBA player. Gill saved with Jordan, seven to shoot. Gill got the block. Fighting Illini legend. Two on one now. What's this? Kendall Gill making a statement. Kendall Gill on Mullin Haw. I really like that, guys. I mean, you know, I appreciate you shouting out the Silver Fox squad. On 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Always fun to talk to Kendall Gill, and he joins us now on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Kendall, good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. You know, my wife went to Northwestern, of course, and (laughs) went to the game last night, and we got – we have this bed in our house that whenever our two schools play, if if whoever loses has to make breakfast for the other one in an in opposing school's T-shirt, so guess what I got on right now? You're wearing purple. I'm wearing purple. Yeah. And it don't look good on me. <laughs> what a game. What a game that was, though. Oh, that was a hell of a game, man. Back and forth, um, you know, two teams, and, and, and both teams played hard, you know, so – but you know, it, uh, we got we got them in uh, Champagne a couple of weeks ago, and you know they deservingly got the game last night. I mean, they played a hell of a game. Boo Booey yeah. showed why he is one of the best players in the country, and uh, Chris Collins did a great job coaching him. Um, I I guess when you have to wear the purple T-shirt, what kind of breakfast do you make? Are you just kind of a Bacon and eggs guy, you do something special. What What are you making? Well, I'm, I'm making her the bacon eggs, the biscuits I just pulled out of the oven, and now I got to make her a smoothie, a Seamoss smoothie. So that's what she <laughs> likes. So <laughs> it's always going to be something healthy. We know that with you, Kendall. That's right. <laughs> so you know you're you're watching the game. Before we get to the Bulls, congratulations. This week the rankings came out, and your son Phoenix is the top ranked player in the class of 2025 in the state of Illinois. It's got to yeah. be exciting navigating all of this, enjoying all of this, and dealing with the recruiting. Maybe a headache, Kendall, but you've got to be proud. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of both of my boys. Um, you know, what my aim also is to get my, my, other, my youngest son, Coda, as the number one golfer in the state when his time comes. Uh, but, you know, as far as Phoenix is concerned, is, I mean, he's, he's worked really hard. Um, both academically and um, as, uh, athletically. Uh, he's doing a great job, almost has a 4.0 uh, at St. Ignatius High School as, as well, uh, which is what I'm most proud about. But, you know, the recruiting aspect of it uh, has been great, you know, for me to relive it again and, uh, you know, see see through my son what, what I went through uh, has been great. Now, which school he, he picks, you know, that's, that's his decision, you know, but that uh, that win last night didn't help me <laughs> in my case. <laughs> do, do, do you, I mean, with that sort of thing, Kendall, when you talk about your own experience, what was it that led, you know, you were part of a great recruiting class, and, and yeah. that's one of the reasons you guys did so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually – when when the the morning the night before I picked Illinois, I was going to Michigan State. You know, I had I was going to play for Judd Heathcote, 
and you know I made up my mind. But uh, the more that morning, my my parents and my brothers and my family all knew I was going to make my decision that morning. So I go down and before school, I'm ironing my pants, and I'm and I'm still going to Michigan State, okay? And uh, I'm ironing my pants, and uh, my brother runs downstairs. I can hear his footsteps. He, he comes downstairs and he says, "So where's it going to be?" And I looked up and I said, "Illinois." <laughs> <laughs> It was the ironing. What, what? changed? Yeah, did you pick up the wrong shirt? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was just uh, that's where I felt like I, I had to be, and uh, you know, and, and it, came, it came out of me like that. And so, you know, when when things happen like that, I, I guess that's the right place to be. Now, I wasn't the highest recruited uh, athlete uh, or basketball player that year to go there. I mean, you had Nick Anderson, Steve Bardo, uh, Larry Smith, who was highly touted. Uh, out of high school, we had Marcus Liberty coming the next day, and a lot of people were like, "Well, why are you going to Illinois? They got the huge recruiting class." But the thing is, I believed in myself, and I believed in my work ethic, and you know, I knew that if I kept working and I kept working, that I could eventually get to where I wanted to be, and it worked out for me. Well, we wish uh, Phoenix all the luck in the world choosing a place and a destination. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great choice whenever he makes it, Kendall. So the Bulls well, tonight, out on the West Coast, L.A., the Lakers. A team struggling uh, in their own right. Not sure if LeBron is going to play. He's had the ankle injury. He's probably could be out. What do you expect tonight from the Bulls who have put themselves in a position to kind of just flirt with that, you know, play-in spot in the Eastern Conference? Not quite sure what they're going to do with the trade deadline. How are you viewing the Bulls these days? I really like the direction in which they're going. Um, You know, I know a lot of people have been, you know, speculating on the Zach trade and this and that but when Zach came back after the 17 game absence I thought that you know he came in and he did very well he fit in he, he was moving the basketball he could score uh when he needed to and you look good back at the at the last game against the Phoenix Suns we went through a little bit of a scoring drought and I believe it was the third or uh, well no in in the fourth quarter where we couldn't score uh that's where Zach comes in you know, and I know a lot of people have been, you know, speculating about the trade. But, you know, if, if, if I'm the Bulls, I, I got to keep Zach because now we're right on the precipice of, of doing something that I felt like the Bulls could do uh, when uh, Lonzo Ball came. Uh, and that means winning consistently, you know, because now I was worried about uh, the point guard position when Lonzo went out. But now Kobe White has solidified. He's like, oh, I'm the point guard now, and, and he's doing a great job at it. I think that he's in contention for, or he's in the lead for most improved player. You look at the way that he played the other night, uh, hitting big shots. He plays both ends. Uh, he's running the team, getting, getting the basketball where it needs to be. And honestly, I'm, I'm going into every game, guys, thinking that the Bulls can win every game the way that they've been playing. You know, if if the Bulls get 25 plus assists, that mean that, that means they're sharing the basketball. And when they get 30, they normally win. And I think that they found the recipe for how they are going to win, and that's moving and sharing the basketball. And uh, you know, it's worked out. So I I anticipate. I, I don't. I hope LeBron plays tonight because I want to beat that team full strength. And I think that the Bulls can. You know, I I, I love what you're saying. It is, though, kind of a fact that, that there is not a trade market for Zach Levine, right? That, that, you know, this yeah. just hasn't materialized. Even the Lakers, um, it, and, and we thought that's where he would end up at one point, 
So I I just don't know what to make of sort of the the way things have gone for Zach right down to not being in the USA basketball top 41 pool. I, I think that would probably uh, hurt your feelings if you – I mean, I know he's done it before, but that's a great thing, and, and I think that um, – that Alex Caruso probably what a what a nod to him the way that he plays to be in that group. Yeah, I mean Alex Alex has become a reliable three point shooter. Um, you know, before he would be kind of streaky from that position, but now he's he's more consistent. And you know, we all know the intangibles that he brings: the, the toughness, the leadership, the defensive capabilities. Um, but you know, in, in Zach's case, look, I think he was very upset when he when he sprained his ankle the other day. I believe that was against Toronto. He's um, going to be out because I think that, that deep down inside, Zach, Zach believes in this thing that it can work as well. I mean, he saw it when he came back. He may not have uh, known that, you know, prior to him coming back from the last injury. But, you know, when he worked himself back in, he's like, hey, man, you know, this is, this is pretty good. We can win. You know, I, I, I think that uh, – you know, when he comes back next time, if the Bulls continue to roll, it's, it's going to be a success. And I think it will be above the play-in situation. Maybe we can, you know, lock down a playoff spot, um, you know, without going into the play-in if, if Zach can come back and we can continue to win games. So, Kendall, you talk about Kobe White and everybody looks at his emergence and it's easy to see why he's hitting shots. He's hitting 40% of his three-pointers. He's averaging 18.8 points per game. And certainly in Zach Levine's absence, he has stepped forward. But when you watch what he has done specifically to put himself in this position, what is it about Kobe White that has allowed him to make that breakthrough and have this kind of breakout season? Because we've been waiting for this. He's been bounced around a little bit, but he's always been a guy that persevered. Why now? Why is this happening this season? Good thing. Um, you know, I'm, I, there's, there's a couple NBA refs that, live here in Chicago, and, I, and I'm really good friends with them. So they told me, one of them told me a couple years back, he said, Kendall, you know Kobe's problem? He can't dribble. And then he said, I watch him all the time whenever I have games. He, he, just, he just can't dribble. So I'm watching, and he was right. Every time Kobe would go into a double team or, or try to blow past somebody, he would, he would lose the basketball. Not every time, but a lot of times. So he went and he started working with this guy called Dribble Too Much. And he improved his handle. And the first thing that I tell all basketball players, young basketball players, work on your handle. Because when you work on your handle, that allows you to go any place you want to go with the basketball. It builds your confidence. This is the third year now Kobe White has worked with that guy. And his handles have drastically improved. You guys see the way he's getting to the basket now? Mm -hmm. Before he was just really relegated to shooting three-point shots, and maybe every once in a while he'll drive to the basket. Well, now he can get there anytime he wants to. And also, um, the shooting coach there, I believe his name is uh, Pat, Pete, Pete Patterson, hmm. I believe has drastically improved Peter his Patton. shot. Peter, Peter Patton. Yep. Peter Patton has drastically improved uh, his jump shot, uh, his consistency. And with that confidence – and, and Kobe not having to look over his shoulder for somebody to come come and check him out of the game, you're giving him the keys to the car. 
and he let him drive with the confidence that he got over the summers, and that's the reason why. Yeah, I I wonder as and I agree with what you're saying. They've they've uh, obviously, you know, the start of the season was a disaster for the Bulls. The first twenty games, we knew they were going to be tough, but it was just a mess. And now they're playing significantly better. Um, what where? Where is this team going, do you believe? I mean, they're vying for a play-in spot. Maybe they're close enough to actually make the playoffs. Do you expect them to trade anyone? Do you, do you think the trade deadline's only a couple weeks away? Do you think they'll make moves here? I don't. I really don't. If you look at the way AKM uh, did when, when uh, he was at Denver, he didn't really trade the core guys. Um, and because there is not, I'd be surprised if anything is possible, but I'd be surprised if any moves were made out of the core. And then let me, let me also go back to guys for the, for the Bulls recent success. You notice Vooch is operating more in the paint, more so more than ever in his Bulls tenure. He's getting the basketball on the pick and roll. He's getting the basketball down the post. They're, 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 they're getting the ball to him and letting him touch it. And, you know, it just bodes well for the offense. So that's another reason why the Bulls are starting to do well. Real quick, Kendall, what was your reaction to the Bucks firing Adrian Griffin and hiring Doc Rivers, and what does that do to the balance of power in the NBA? Well, you know, I, I know Adrian. I'm, you know, rarely do you see uh, teams fire uh, a guy who's doing pretty well record-wise. I, I believe I don't know what their record is, but I, I think he's like 14 or 15 games over 500. 30 and 13. Oh, 30 and 13. Okay. So, you know, it must have been something where they didn't agree philosophically about the direction of the team. Um, I've never seen this really happen before. But now you get Doc Rivers, who's um, a well-respected coach in this league. Um, And I think that Giannis, Dane, will respect Doc and whatever he says. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like it for Doc Rivers, too, because I don't think, I don't think Doc Rivers should have lost his job in, in Philly, you know, just because some players don't show up, you know, when they're supposed to show up, you know, the man uh, lost his job. You know, it wasn't Doc Rivers' fault. So now he gets another shot at it. And uh, I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be, be well on their way. But, you know, a lot of teams, have, uh, a lot of people said that defensively the Milwaukee Bucks aren't the same. Well, that's what happens when you trade away a Drew Holiday who's the first-team all-defender. You know, you can't expect the defense to be the same. So, you know, but I think the, that the Bucks are, are going to do well. They just have too much talent. Now you add a Hall of Fame coach and Hall of Fame player to, to, to lead the direction. You know, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Great stuff. Thanks a ton, Kendall. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Kendall. Enjoy your right, breakfast. Yeah, take this purple T-shirt off, though, in an hour. <laughs> got one more. That's hilarious. <laughs> 